Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. It is six minutes after 10 and you're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Happy New Year. So Donald Trump declared on Sunday, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) He said it wasn't his fault that Republicans underperformed in the midterms. He blamed the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade and also the GOP's position on abortion. (laughs) He wrote this on the Truth Social platform, and uh, he also decided to throw in some criticism of Mitch McConnell in the same post. And uh, I recently read that Mitch McConnell's going to have Joe Biden down to Kentucky to celebrate the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Say that again slowly so everybody can make sure they heard you. (laughs) Mitch McConnell is to host Joe Biden in Kentucky for, quote, event celebrating the president's economic plan. So. So, Yikes. remember, when we tell you there is no difference between these two parties, mm-hmm. the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, who the Republican senators just reelected as their leader, despite epic failure during the midterm, they he this is he's proud. He he said that at the time. He's proud. He's proud of all the money going to Ukraine that's totally unaccountable. He's proud of all the wasteful spending. He's out proud of all the growth of government. This is, like I said, other than a select few Republicans, mm-hmm. which we're about to talk about one. I have completely checked out on 99.5% of these people because there is no difference. They offer nothing. They have no plan to save this country. And I'm out. Mm-hmm. Now, one he, of the- He said he was proud of it. Sure. He's no, proud wait. of it. Absolutely. There, there is, and, and, Todd, and he is Todd Young's adult supervision, right? Mm-hmm. Todd Young wants to be Mitch McConnell when he grows up. <laughs> Daddy, when I grow up, I hope I can spend money just like you. That's probably what Todd Young says every day when Mitch McConnell holds his hand as he walks into the U.S. Senate. McConnell said, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with, the, with a Democratic president, Democratic House, and Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve through the omnibus spending bill essentially all of our priorities. Exactly. The, they're the Republicans, the Democrats, the Congress. It's the parties. The parties as a collective, their priority is not you. Their priority is them. And by them, I mean hanging on to their own power, the donors and the lobbyists. That's who they care about because the donors and lobbyists make sure that they stay in power. Now, here is what Trump said. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so fascinating because keep in mind, Life is the platform of the Republican Party, of which Donald Trump is still the de facto head. Until you are beaten in an election, mm-hmm. uh, by election I mean your your primary, you decide not to run again or whatever. You are the de facto head of the Republic of your party. Whoever was just the most recent presidential nominee until there's somebody else is the de facto head of the party. It wasn't, and and by the way, we don't, for those of you who missed out, we don't do the voice anymore. Trump has not earned the voice anymore. We don't do Whitney Houston, I will always love you anymore. And for those of you on YouTube, you can see I'm sporting this fancy new Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. uh, uh, hoodie uh, that I got for Christmas. Christmas so, gift. Uh, we have banned the voice. We've banned any sort of praise for Trump whatsoever. It wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to the expectations in the midterms. I was 20, uh, 233 and 20. Mm-hmm. He, he still seems to think endorsing Jim Banks or uh, Mike Pence's loser brother counts as a win, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, it was the abortion issue poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest or life of the mother that lost large numbers of voters. Also, the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion mm-hmm. got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court, just plain disappeared, not to be seen again, plus Mitch McConnell's stupid 
dollar signs exclamation point s or a dollar sign uh what is that uh, apostrophe s i don't know what that means stupid spending maybe i don't know okay so we'll give him the last one mitch mcconnell is a huge part of the problem absolutely 100 percent. but the rest of this is just complete garbage there is not a single state in the union that i'm aware of that says if the mother is going to die they can't have an abortion mm-hmm. To, uh, Indiana has one of the best abortion laws in the entire nation now, and there is clearly exception for the life of the mother. I believe that all governors as well in red states that were up for re-election won. And, and, and look at here in Indiana. They don't deserve it based on how they abuse the taxpayers, but the Republicans won everything Mm -hmm. it wasn't even close you couldn't get any worse than the two top of the ticket candidates that the republicans had which by the way speaking of hello diego happy new year has anybody figured out how diego morales legally cast a vote in a county different from where he took his homestead credit (laughs) are you democrats going to get off your asses or libertarians at any point and file something against this guy so we determine that or we just going to let him waltz right into office with with no questions being asked on that that doesn't matter though the point is this is why trump cannot be the face of this party he cannot be the nominee endorsing jim banks and mike pence's loser brother is not a win anybody could have won that race in the races that mattered you lost and you lost big time and even in the ones you won you almost lost where everyone else won overwhelmingly see ohio well what else would you expect trump to say i mean trump could be standing in the kitchen with icing and cake crumbs on his shirt look you in the eye and say the cake wanted to be eaten yeah. It's never his fault. He would tell you that he was the foremost cake expert in the world and verify that the baked good made him do it. And then he would give you a review on how the cake he makes is better than any other cake on earth. And if standing for life is the reason we lose elections. And what was the la- one of the last things I did before I left for Christmas break, Casey? Well, you told us how you're going to be a dad. And what did I say? You shared I said, your I- reasons of why you, you told us that. Yeah. And I said, if... If it meant, if protecting life meant we lost every single election from a county commissioner all the way up to president of the United States, Mm -hmm. then it's totally worth it. Because that has been an anchor and a platform of the Republican Party. And the one redeeming thing about this party that's still left is that they stand for life. And this guy... Once again, takes a giant crap all over everything that, thing that is good and decent, including the one good and decent thing remaining inside the Republican Party, which is that it is the party of life. If you lost every single election, but you were able to protect life, it is totally 100% worth it. And he's trying to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. It was bad candidates and no messaging. It had nothing to do with abortion. The Republican Party, including most of the candidates you endorsed in the swing races, didn't stand for anything. There was no unified message from this party. Elect us and we will. And ultimately, the voters were proven right. Because what's the first thing Mitch McConnell and Todd Young did after the election? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why you don't win, because you don't separate yourself. There is no difference. And let's face it, when it came to spending money, Trump, no one spent more than you. People are sick of you. They don't like you. They don't want you around anymore. Go away. Well, you know who is going away today? <laughs> Beside Adam Kinzinger, it's Liz Cheney. She's going to vacate her seat today, and uh, she's not doing it empty-handed, though. <laughs> boy, oh boy, did this woman make a whole lot of money. Uh, 
<laughs> That's good stuff. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. It's 13 minutes after 10. So Cheney may have lost her Republican seat by nearly 40 points in August, but she is leaving Congress with a much bigger wallet. <laughs> Listen to this. How much, Casey? She's gone from $7 million when she first took office uh-huh. in 2017. That was her net worth. Mm-hmm. Yes. To nearly $44 million in 2020. So that is, let's see, I, again, I'm a product of the public school system, so bear with me here. And this was before the public schools were super woke. Are you so doing I, math? I'm not as nearly as educated as today's <laughs> kids. That's, uh, she She has more than six, her wealth has increased more than six times mm-hmm. since she has been in Congress for six years, making $174,000-ish mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. So Casey, let me, let me ask you a question because you're the fair one of our team. Yeah. How does a person making $174,000 a year, increase their wealth six times in six years. Those are some really smart investments, aren't they? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Here's the other question. How did Liz Cheney, with no applicable skill set whatsoever, and spent most of her life cheerleading her daddy and in government jobs or campaign jobs, which also don't pay, I mean, they pay pretty decent, but not you know, not anything that should make you a millionaire. How did she acquire a net worth of $7 million Mm. to begin with? Family trust. This, (laughs) this is why, this is why people in some cases up to and literally probably kill to get into these jobs because with no applicable talent, with the IQ of a potted plant, no matter who you are or how much creativity you lack or how you could never succeed in the real world, you can increase your net worth six times. You can add 34, uh, thir- I'm sorry, $37 million to your net worth in six years, making $174,000 a year. Yeah, well, she has uh, said that her plan, her, her future plans, she doesn't know quite what she's going to do. She hasn't been clear about it, but she's floated the idea of running for president. And guess what? Now she's got the money to do it. This is this is the system we've created. This is why people go into Washington. This is why they're they, and this <laughs> is why they never want to leave. You're, you're right, and this is why they don't work for you because there's too much money in not working for mm-hmm. you, Casey. Yes. When we come back, yes, a list came out. Oh, you were going to do that bogus thing? And I thought you should totally be mm. in on this, and I think <laughs> Kevin should get on in this. Rolling Stone has yeah. released what it is calling the top 200 singers mm-hmm. of all time, mm-hmm. and I want to walk through 1 through 20 because okay. this list is so highly egregious. <laughs> yes, it is. I feel like we're going to need some audience participation on all this. All right, that's coming up from 93 WIBC. <laughs> oh, Kevin. You're playing this because you're hoping it's on the Rolling Stone list. I, kn- I knew it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I said last I night, do it. he's going to put Eddie Vedder mm-hmm. on this list. He is. The Rolling Stone <laughs> list of the 200 greatest singers of all time. We're going to get to that in just a second. Let me uh, review some trending stories with you right now. In case you were wondering, Joe Biden spent 146 days on vacation last year. That was 40% of the year. Also trending, Michael Jordan. Why? Because it's 2023. Many people are calling this the Jordan year. Oh. And also trending, 
King Charles ceremony could be invalidated due to his adultery. That's oh, what yeah. some experts are claiming, and they're saying that it could be a constitutional crisis. Well, that'd be a shame. He's supposed to have his coronation on May 6th, but mm-hmm. due to his indiscretions yeah. while he was married to Princess Diana, uh-huh. some are saying that it's not going to happen. That'd be awful. Yeah, <laughs> I know oh, you've really broken terrible. up about it. Okay, let's terrible. get to this uh, Rolling Stone list. So this is a new list. It was compiled by their staff and key contributors. It encompasses 100 years of pop music as an ongoing global conversation. Almost all the artists on the list had significant careers as crossover stars making popular music for the masses. They say this is the greatest singers list, not the greatest voices list. Yeah, and this is the thing Rolling Stone does. They try to be too cute by half and let's show you how sophisticated we are and how much more we know about society than you. So they said, in all cases, what mattered most to us Mm -hmm. was originality, influence, the depth of an artist's catalog, and the breadth of their musical legacy. Now, Mm -hmm. before we get to this list, let me say... I am completely out on any list that does not have Dennis DeYoung <laughs> as one of the 20 greatest singers of all time. Was he on the list at all? I don't know. I just I, I got so angry at the 20 that mm-hmm. I had to stop. I was going to work my way backwards. Well, did they throw uh, Fogelberg in there? Well, the, the, you can at make least. a strong case, too. I mean, I challenge anyone to find me better singing than Dan Fogelberg's leader of the band, yeah. period. I was surprised that Michael Jackson wasn't on this list, and many people online were railing that Celine Dion is not on the list. All right, so let's work through the 20, right? Because some of these you'd say, okay, I get it, Mm -hmm. no problemo. Mm -hmm. Marvin Gaye was number 20. I don't think anybody's got any problem with that, right? No, we're good with that. Frank Sinatra, 19th. Seems like it should be a little higher. Well, I agree. uh, And I would guess these lists probably tend to sway more towards more current artist, mm-hmm. the more current you are, because chances are you've got younger people making the list. Oh, and they're trying to sell magazines. Yeah, there you go. Celia okay. Cruz. I didn't know who this person was. I never heard of her Oh, either. I feel so much better because yeah. you ran music stations. I don't, no. I don't know her either. Perfect. 17th, Elvis. This, okay. I'm out on this. When we get- Too high. When we get through 16 through number one, and you tell me Elvis is 17? Yeah. No way. No way. He's way too low on this list. Casey did something, uh, made a huge mistake earlier. She was trying to think of a song by Elvis, mm-hmm. and she kept telling us, uh, to what, ask us what the name of the song was, and I kept giving her wrong Elvis titles. <laughs> so then she started playing the song, and now it's in your head. Yeah, it got stuck in my head. Uh-huh. It was from that 1968 comeback that he did. Yes. And it was featured in the Elvis movie. Yeah, follow, follow that, and this is not open for discussion in any shape, form, or fashion. Follow That Dream is the greatest Elvis song. And that's, that's not that. what it's called, though. I realize that. There's another Elvis song called Follow That Dream, oh, okay. which is the, great, uh, the greatest Elvis song. But I was talking about If I Can Dream. Yeah, you're entitled to like whatever bad Elvis song you want. I'm just telling you, Follow That Dream is the greatest Elvis song, period. But 17 on this list, uh, yeah, no way. They way, have them way too low. Uh, Prince is 16. Now, here's where it just gets stupid. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan is number 15. <laughs> now, you guys know Bob Dylan is on my Mount Rushmore. I love Bob mm-hmm, Dylan. Mm-hmm. But nobody, even the biggest of Bob Dylan fans, has ever at any point gone, that guy can sing. What an intriguing voice. I wouldn't even say, you know, because they were trying to say, you know, it wasn't just who was the best singer. There's nothing about Bob Dylan's voice that is remotely intriguing well, whatsoever. Well, their angle here is that he's so bad, he's good. Because <laughs> it's talking about uh, how he owned his ugly duckling delivery. 
That's according to the article. Okay, there is some there is some relevance to saying this person's voice fits what they're singing, right? Like I I heard Bruce Springsteen talk about his character songs for years where I take the voice of the character that I am writing about. I get that, but it doesn't put you on the list just because mm-hmm. and Bob, Bob doesn't even do that. But he, according to what they what He doesn't even using, character sing. He is original, he does have influence, he does have a nice deep catalog and uh, his musical legacy. Great phenomenal yeah, songwriter. His voice is memorable. It's awful. And I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Freddie Mercury, 14th. I was Way very surprised that, that was not low. a top. Yeah, it should have been a top 10, right? Way too low. Uh, Patsy Cline, 13. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Lennon. Yeah, so the thing about the Beatles, I think they all sounded great together, mm-hmm. but on their own, I mean, I don't think uh, his voice what, was that special. Yeah, what, what song in the history of ever did John Lennon sing and you would say, wow, what a compelling voice on, what, uh, Glass Onion, mm-hmm. number nine? I would almost argue that Paul McCartney has better vocals than John Lennon. Yes. Yeah, I, I would even yes, agree with but that. The, but we have established the problem with McCartney is every McCartney song, song is, is when I'm 64, yes. Yeah. Uh, 11th, Little Richard. <laughs> Tenth Al- Wait a minute. 11th, you're telling me Little Richard is higher than Elvis Presley. Lady, on I, did, this lady list. I didn't make the list. You don't have to get aggressive with me. Uh, Good tenth, golly, Miss Molly, t- ahead of any John Lennon song. 10th, Al Green. 9th, mm. Otis Redding. 8th, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. That is uh, wholly I, I don't ridiculous. Agree. I don't agree with that at all. Stevie Wonder at 7. Ray mm-hmm. Charles at 6. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. I would. I wouldn't put her in the top 200 just because of that stupid Christmas song. Uh, at five, Billie Holiday at four. Now, I will say the top three pretty good. are pretty yeah. hard to argue with. Sam Cooke at three. We all know how much I love Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston at two. Mm-hmm. And then Aretha Franklin at one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a strong top three. That, that, the top three is pretty solid. But the rest of that, for the most part, either the order or the omissions. How is Dynasty Young? I challenge anyone to put, I'll put best of times up against any song by anybody on this list. The only problem I have with Whitney Houston is she's got two big songs. I want to dance with somebody and I will always love you. She didn't even write, I will always love you. So I don't know. I think, yes, she can sing like nobody's business, but to be number two on this list, I don't know. I, I think David Ruffin needs to be higher. Adele needed to be higher and Dusty Springfield should have been higher. Okay, I okay, have a go question. ahead and tell me what grunge singer should have okay, been on so this list. Go ahead. Where did Kurt Eddie Cobain. where did Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell rank on this list? <laughs> well, it's I would say probably nowhere, but it's Rolling Stone, <laughs> so they probably had him in, in uh, fifty five to twenty seven to fifty five. We're probably just out of reach here, Kevin. Yeah. Okay, um, that's fair. And you know what? You know what else? They they had Lady Gaga on this list, so I'm out. Yeah, you you don't you don't like her. All right, nope, uh, she's a fraud. We would welcome your input at 317-684-8444. 317-684-8444 about the uh, list of Rolling Stones all-time greatest singers. All right, you're listening to the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is 10:33 with the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC 317-684-8444. That is our phone number and uh 
You were a little disappointed in the voicemails. You were gone for two weeks. Well, yeah. So uh, you we know, aired a lot of voicemails I know. that were directed to you. I know. I heard, and that was very nice of you. And so I went in today thinking, well, you you've been off for a while, and mm-hmm. so we probably didn't have many great voicemails. And I was right, but I figured now that we're <laughs> back in the swing of things, mm-hmm. that people will start up in their game. 317-684-8444. So I only have one voicemail. The person wanted to wish us a happy new year. I felt it was a strong way to enter 2023. So let's go. Hendo and Casey. Rob and Casey. I just wanted to call and say the highlight of my year was the first time I ever call. I get dubbed the smartest man in the room by Rob Kendall. Um, Granted, I was acting like a giant can I say on the radio? Well, I guess I'll find out. I mean, come on. I'm now within the ranks of the great Indiana Patriots like Todd Young and Diego Morales. Wait. Yeah, that's probably not a good group to be summoned with. Anyway, hope you all have a good new year. Have a great year. Another great year listening. Great year broadcasting. You'll still love the show. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. That was nice. Yeah. I said, what a great way to our first voicemail of the year. I thought that was mm-hmm. a good way to start start things off. All right. Well, if you've got one, we'd uh, we'd love to hear from you. 317-684-8444. Uh, let's talk about this uh, congressman, the first Gen Z congressman. But he's facing a little bit of a housing crunch, right? This, this Okay. So this guy's name is <laughs> Maxwell Frost. Mm-hmm. And he did an interview with ABC where, He's representing Central Florida's 10th congressional district. Yeah, and and, and, he, and so keep in mind, this guy makes one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. but he tells ABC he's going to probably have to couch surf for a little bit. Listen to why he says he can't find a place to live in in Washington D.C. What's it going to be like up here? I mean, this is not cheap. Do you have to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not cheap. I'm dealing with it with it right now, getting denied from apartments, trying to figure out where to live because I have bad credit. Uh, probably just going to have to like couch surf for a little bit. So this guy, okay, there's so much to unpack with this, Casey. Yeah. First of all, you're ABC, and you have one of the 535 most powerful people in the country. And the best question you've got for him is, hey. Where are you going to live? Going to be pretty wild trying to place, place, <laughs> place to live here in D.C. Some incredible journalism there by ABC. Mm-hmm. But you have a guy who, again, is one of the 535 most powerful people in the entire country and freely admits his own personal financial choices mm-hmm. have been so poor mm-hmm. that he can't even secure an apartment. Yeah. He's got bad credit. We have elected someone to oversee trillions of dollars of spending mm-hmm. and set budgets for our nation whose personal financial behavior is so poor he can't even get approved for an apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that he filled out the application and the guy told him he'd be fine, but then he got denied and then he lost the apartment and the application fee. Now, Casey, <laughs> as someone who has lived in many apartments over the years and I was not making anywhere near $174,000 at the time, mm-hmm. do you know how horrific your credit history likely is if at $174,000 a year mm-hmm. you can't get approved for an apartment? Right. Uh, maybe he didn't have proof of his income let, let to me, show them. Oh, 
you're a congressman. Hello, I'm a congressman. Not yet. He well, he is. Yet. Uh, proof of employment. I mean, they usually ask you for that, right? Yeah. So $174,000 divided by 12, that's $14,500 a year. Now, that's gross. Obviously, he will have taxes taken out. But imagine mm-hmm. what your track record must be mm-hmm. if on your your gross pay of $14,500 a year, you can't get approved. These are the people making choices for us, and this is why our country is in the financial position it is in. He clearly has made some bad decisions in the past or has not kept up on a payment of some sort to get turned down for an apartment. Why would we elect someone like that? Why would you elect someone who has so little regard for their own money? Mm-hmm. What and do you think they're going to have for yours? Right. He's going to keep track of our money. Yeah, this is not a liberal or conservative thing. This is a person who, and it's not like, well, it was you know twenty years ago, and look at the look at the comeback story of this guy or you know, whatever that happens all the time. This guy, so he's Gen Z, mm-hmm. so is, that's younger than Kevin, right? And Kevin, you're twenty seven. Is yeah, right? I think he's uh, 25, right? So, so there's no way he's any anywhere remotely removed from whatever horrific choice he made. And clearly he didn't learn any lesson because he got rewarded for it. This is it, folks. This is why guys like this getting elected are why the country's going down the crapper. He can't read a P&L statement, apparently. No. You think he's going to read the budget? You he think can't he's gonna... balance his own budget. No, of course not. Well, he was very honest about when he answered his question. Well, what's he going to say? I mean, he's not like he's, you know, where are you living? I mean, with he's Fred. He's on ABC looking yeah. for a place to live. He's like, hey, buddy, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to couch surf. Oh, man. A uh, lot of them, a lot just, of them did sleep, do sleep on couches in their office. Not, but not because they can't afford an apartment. Because they got bad credit and been turned down. I just. It's, uh, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's talk about this section 230. Okay, so two years ago, the U.S. Supreme Court didn't hear this case in which the justices were going to weigh in on the scope of Section 230, which is part of the 1996 Communications Decency Act. And pretty much what this Section 230 says is you can either be a publisher or you can be a platform. Yes. it's You need to decide. It is. You can be a zebra or you can be a horse. You Mm -hmm. can't be a zebra horse. And... (laughs) For years, the Democrats have allowed uh, companies like Twitter and Mm -hmm. Facebook to operate getting the best of both worlds, in which they got the protections of being a platform, but they were essentially operating as a publisher, which meant if you're a platform, basically, unless you're threatening to kill someone or enact damage on town square, you can say what you want the plat and and the and the idea of the law was fine which was in, in, in 1996, which said, look, the internet's new. We don't understand where it's going to go. We don't mm-hmm. totally get it. We want to protect free speech. So we're going to say, if you are a platform, which at the time it wasn't social media, it was message boards, mm-hmm. things of that nature, you can allow these things to be up there and you're not going to be held liable for those things. Right. Well, Facebook and Twitter, w- Twitter was, Facebook still is in many cases, acting as both. They're getting the liability protection as a platform, Mm -hmm. but they are censoring content like a publisher. And the Democrats were fine with that as long as the game was totally rigged in their favor. Right. Well, now that Elon Musk owns Twitter, Mm -hmm. the Democrats are suddenly super concerned about platforms 
opera, acting as, as publishers. Acting as publishers. Right. And Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, went to meet the press on Sunday and said this. Can this be amended rather than gotten rid of? Uh, yes, you can amend it and mm-hmm. focus on certain kinds of um, speech misinformation, mm-hmm. disinformation. And all you're saying is, we know people are going to put stuff on your alleged town square, right. which has become really a communications company. Your network, other news organizations have limits in place and standards. Right. And our argument's going to be, if you start making money off of it, if you amplify it, that's a whole different thing. Your angry emojis and all a, these things you're doing. Has it to make money. These Democrats, when they had Jack and Zuckerberg and all these people up in they front of Congress. They were fine with them acting as publishers. You know, when Ted Cruz and those guys, were Rand Paul were grilling them, not a peep from these people. Mm-hmm. And now that they don't have the monopoly anymore, mm-hmm. now they want to get involved. Now they want to censor free speech. And you better darn believe they'll only want to censor Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's what she's talking about. She ought to just say Twitter. Right. Because that's who she wants. That's what she means. Yeah. And she's talking about misinformation. And, you know, she means any information that isn't with her message, her yeah, narrative. Right. 100%. It's the opposite. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hammer's out today. Mm-hmm. So Nigel is going to be here. Okay. And, um, well, we've got a lot to get to. I've got several questions for Nigel, including I want to talk to him about this golfer. Oh, Did you yes. see this story? I am fascinated this by this guy story. who got inadvertently yes. invited to the Masters. Yes. I love this. I love this story, too. All right. It's coming up from 93 WIBC. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. It is 1047, and Nigel's joining us in the studio. Good morning. How's it going? So you lost a sizable amount of money over the weekend on the Colts. I mean, like 60 bucks. Yeah. I mean, well, in Rob Kendall's world, that's a sign. Right. You know how many trips to Applebee's that is? <laughs> Rob's been known to place quarter bets on, on same game parlays. <laughs> It'll pay out $7 if it hits. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the bets were. It was something stupid like the Colts to cover. <laughs> The five and a half. Something stupid. Uh, the under, which didn't hit, obviously. And I was given Mo Ali Cox one yeah. more anytime That's touchdown your guy. score. He has a doesn't squad all season yeah. long. So that's just, I hadn't bet forever. Now, Nigel. And I don't really think people care about who I bet on and stuff, but it's fun to talk about me losing for sure. <laughs> well, and Nigel does this thing, and it's a fan favorite, and he hasn't done it in a while in our little group yeah. uh, chat that. Hammer and I have with Nigel, where if he loses a bet by an egregious amount mm-hmm. or gets done dirty in some capacity, he will enact what he calls an anger bet. <laughs> and he will just text us, anger bet coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I made a bunch of same game parlay yeah. bets on the Green Bay, uh, uh, the Green Bay game. Yeah. And that didn't work out. <laughs> Any, that was a, it was a Green Bay Vikings, right? Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. None of those worked out. I had had four things happen. Yeah. None of those worked out. Nigel, so. you should I, never gamble cares. when you're angry or inebriated. Well, well then they, Nigel well. would never be able to gamble. It crossed me off the list then because <laughs> neither one of those things were in play yesterday. Why, why would anybody want to take the Colts job? They're saying uh, Jim Hart. Is there any possible? You're a lifelong Colts fan. 
You've been with them through thick and thin. Oh, yeah. This is one. Of, I mean, even go way back. This is. Do they, do they not have the components? Because I was, was told we, we have the components, the yes. winning components, the <laughs> offensive line. I think Matt Ryan was sold sort of a bill of goods. God, whenever they get a holding call penalty. Yeah, I watched that game. I mean, this, you know, the running back, Moss, whoever it is over there, would, would tra- you know, trounce 20 yards down the field and then, oh, number 72 holding, 10 yards. <laughs> what about our generational guard? I thought he was supposed sure, to. Sure, sure, sure. So I don't know. Uh, I think there's somebody out there that wants the gig. I mean, Jeff Saturday wants the gig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody good, though, right? I mean, that, that, why would Harbaugh want to coach the Colts? Why would he want to coach Michigan at this point? point. (laughs) Six bowl game losses, six years in a row. Yeah, no Big Ten teams. He'll fit right in here. Mm -hmm. One and done in the playoffs. (laughs) There you go. We're used to that. Okay, did you hear about this golfer? The golfer. The golfer in Georgia. So this is an amateur golfer, and he kind of got a hacker's dream, right? He was invited to the Masters. So his name is Scott Stallings, Mm -hmm. and there is a professional golfer named Scott Stallings who qualified for the Masters. And this guy, whose name is also Scott Stallings, has a wife with with the same name of the pro golfer's wife scott stallings like on paper mm-hmm. these guys identical and uh, line up like all they're they're the same person on paper basically mm-hmm. similar age everything the masters accidentally sent the pro golfer scott stallings invitation <laughs> to, the to, to the amateur guy <laughs> scott stallings and he reached out to the guy on the pro golfer on on uh, instagram or something and said took a picture of the invite and everything and said Hey man, I love golf, but I think I think this is meant for you, not for me. Yeah, I, so they gave I think it back I got to your him. invitation. I mean, I mean, the Masters wouldn't have let the guy play, though, right? Why not? What great publicity! This reminds me of what's his name in New York, Santos. Yeah, almost. <laughs> he should have just ran with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the guy. That's what I was thinking. Like, what handicap. are they going to do? He should just show up. I mean, what are they going to do? Like, ice scan or? Fingerprint. Well, I think they might Here's know. Here's my invitation. They probably because Scott Stallings is a the pro is a decent golfer. He's not like uh, Casey. That's a good point. What would they do? But y- you're right. I I think there's probably some. It's not like it's not like Santa's where no, he's getting sworn in today. Right. This is it. You, you know, you, you you elected who you elected. This is something a little bit different. You would assume the pro golfer cool. Scott Stallings at least has one friend that is mm-hmm. playing at the Masters that would be like that is not the right Scott. That's Stallings. not the right guy. But what a great story it would be. I mean, look, the guy would obviously shoot 180 (laughs) even if he a a really good amateur golfer like if you were a scratch golfer you would struggle to break 100 at the masters from the championship tees if they had the course out to play augusta so even if the joke for me let's say this guy was a five handicap which is still a really good amateur golfer you would struggle with the course set up to play at a championship level 150 but what what a great story that would be what great publicity guy shoots 180 at the masters i think it's like <laughs> it's like okay you know what back to nigel's like gambling right if there's a missed yeah. deal during blackjack they pay out the table right so Sometimes. this is the master's fault they sent out the wrong guy they right? invite they should let him play and what a story like happy gilmore you mm-hmm. know this guy shoots 180 181 and Pull, gets a check for fifty thousand dollars pulls a bum off the street to be his caddy <laughs> they should let the fake scott be the real scott's caddy, caddy. 
right? Uh, well, the only problem is that would be punishing the real Scott Stallings because those guys <laughs> are pretty pretty dependent upon their caddies. Give too. some advice. But what? It, and the Masters is always kind of seen as a stuffy, you know, right. it's a, a secret society almost type of thing. Yeah. What a tremendous goodwill, even if they let the dude play a practice round mm-hmm. or the par three tournament or what. You don't even have to let him play the real tournament, but it'd be great. They still let women join a club? Do they still not let women join that club? Or no, that change, unfortunately, change they started duty. letting women in yeah. a couple of years ago. I mean, it's just not too long ago, right? I mean, Condoleezza Rice is a member there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, that, yeah, that was uh, they. They stood on that for a long time, and then uh, I think there's a couple people that are wi- women okay. that are members now. People that are women. There are a couple. <laughs> Trying not to women. talk myself out of a job here. <laughs> okay, so um, the big game last night. I assume that both of you watched it: the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Demar Hamlin. Yeah, wow, that was rough, man. I, I mean, the play seemed pretty innocuous, but then mm-hmm. after Demar got back up and then immediately collapsed him. You know, the common theme was nobody's seen anything like this before. And, the you know, and certainly in the 50 years or so of professional football, nobody's died. Mm-hmm. The guy stopped the guy's heart stopped beating cardiac for arrest. eight or nine seconds. And yeah. they had to, you know, defib the guy. And um, I thought it was a great scenery where uh, team both teams were on the field, everybody praying. Mm-hmm. And they did the right thing by canceling the game, postponing the game. I know, uh, what's his face, the contrarian that works for Fox Sports, Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless. yeah. Skip mm-hmm. Bayless got raked over the coals because he thought they should have still Should have kept playing. Well, well, I think but that is, shows you where it football is. It is unprecedented. I don't think it was the NFL. I think both the coaches got together for both those teams and said, hey, this is not, we're, yeah. we're, we're postponing this game. I don't know what they're going to do. Skip Bayless is right. It had major playoff implications, mm-hmm. but I think they did the right thing. And I, nobody's seen anything like this ever. I think five, ten years ago, they probably would have kept playing. Maybe. They would oh, have. Certainly 10 to 20 years once ago. Once he was off the field, they would have. Yeah. Well, and people were beating him up. You didn't call it fast enough. This should have been called 20 minutes ago. Dude, you don't you don't know what that's like until you're in that situation, and there are all sorts of things you got to account for. There, you know, well, you should just do this. Well, it's easy when you're just sitting at home. They ultimately made the right choice, but I wasn't beating people up that they were trying to get all their eyes dotted and and t's crossed because let's face it, it, there's a lot of ramifications of of every decision. So I I thought they got it right. Hey, what's coming up this afternoon? Guy Relford filling in for Hammer one more day. We're going to do Ask the Gun Guy. Also, Tony Katz is back. It's Tuesdays with Tony. Thanks, Nigel. Thanks, guys. This is the Kennel and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.